Hello and welcome to the Tangun Taekwondo and Martial Arts Academy podcast. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about the basic stances. Now, there are so many stances we need to consider, so we are actually only going to talk about the basic stances. Traditionally, the stances used to be quite deep. Um, the back stance was very, very long. The long stance was very, very long as well. But over time, uh, Taekwondo has progressed to a point where we've considered that actually it's more practical to keep our stances not short so much, but shorter than the traditional long stance, for example, or the traditional back stance even. And so what we've done now is we've kind of merged the Pumse versions of, um, of stances into the Karugi, the, the fighting versions of stances, and also integrated those versions of stances into the self-defense aspect too. So if, like us, your club is uh, self-defense orientated as well, and we're quite heavy on self-defense too, then we also include the, the stances that we, that we have in the Pumse and that we also have in, in sparring too. So um, the basic stances um, from traditional, they used to be very wide or very long. And that was just to make sure that your balance was spot on really. And also just to make sure that your legs were getting a good workout. And there was just so many other things as well. You, they were working your legs, getting the flexibility that you needed in your legs. And it was all about working core, but now we work our core in other ways. And we now sh have shortened our stances to make everything more applicable. So if you stand with your feet just underneath your shoulders and pivot one foot so that you're on tiptoe of the one foot, so both your feet are flat, first of all, and then you tiptoe on one foot, okay? And now all you do is pivot on the ball of your foot so that your heel now touches your big toe on the other foot. It doesn't matter which foot you're using, just as long as you're doing that. If, if your heel is touching the big toe of the other foot, then that is the, the correct distance for our ready position, our chumbi position. Okay, and all of the stances that we have with maybe a few exceptions, um, are no wider than this position. So, from this position, if you just take a short step forwards, and this is our short stance, so your heel, if there was a line in front of the toe of your back foot, your heel would be roughly, not exactly, but roughly in line with that line that's on the on the front of the on, on the front of the big toe, the opposite foot. Okay, so now we're going to take. So every every step that we take is another of your own feet away from the back foot. So short stance is one foot, and now we're going to go into back stance. So we t we take the front foot another of your own feet further forwards, and now obviously because it's back stance, we need to pivot the back foot, so it's pointing outwards, the toes are pointing outwards. And 
there's a lot of uh, varying thought on how much weight should be on the back foot in back stance and on the back leg in back stance. But for me, I think just generally think all of the weight should be on the back leg and bend both legs and push your knees out. It should be uncomfortable. And that's the whole point of it. And that's your back stance. And then from here now, so that's now you've taken two steps forwards with your front foot, you're gonna take another step forwards, okay? And you're going to keep that back foot pivoted out still, and now you're gonna pivot on the heel. Really unorthodox to pivot on the heel. We're gonna do that, so we're gonna pivot on the heel, so both feet are pointing forwards. Well, not forwards, but in the direction of the back foot. It feels like forwards, because your body has no other, um, no other place to go. So now we're in horse stance. Horse stance, so now this is a good, strong, solid stance. Horse stance typically used to be so much wider and deeper than this, but now it's more like the shape of a house between your legs. So if you think of the shape of a regular house between your legs, then you pretty much got it. If you're not feeling um, stress or tension in your thighs, you haven't got it. You need to go a little bit deeper and push your knees out. Your knees should be directly above your ankles for it to work. So knees directly above your ankles, feet pointing directly in the, in the, in the, in the directly to the point you're, you're facing. And that's pretty much it. Used to be called sitting, it used to be called horse riding stance. This is sitting stance, jum chum so used to be called horse riding stance for obvious reasons. But that's when it was lower. So we don't, we don't, we don't do that anymore. Anyway, so from sitting stance, we're going to pivot our back foot into the, the original direction that we were traveling and our foot goes one further foot forwards. And now we're in long stance and you should be able to feel in long stance, it's basically a lunge. Your back leg is locked out nice and straight. You should be able to feel your calf on the back leg stretching and your back foot should be pointing forwards. Your front foot should also be pointing forwards. Now, there's a few um, schools of thought on the back stance, but for, for Taekwondo, in this position, what you really need to consider is, if you think about standing on the face of a clock, if you're in long stance, you're, depending on which foot is pointing, which foot is forwards, your back foot should either be at one or two o'clock or 10 or 11 o'clock. So as far forwards as you can possibly get it. So those are our, are our stances, our basic stances. So let's cover that again. So we go chumbi position, just make sure you pivot one foot so your heel touches the big toe of the other foot and then go back to your original position. Okay, now let's take the left foot for example. So the left foot goes further, goes forwards one step. So your heel is in line with the front of the toe of the back foot. And now we're going to take another step forwards. This is back stance, so pivot the back foot and all the weight should be on your back leg. So here should be a perfect right angle shaped with your feet. And now, 
Now we're going to go into sitting stance again. And now the front foot points in the direction of the back foot. Push your knees out. Your knees should be above your ankles. And there should be a good feeling, a squat feeling. It's a good feeling right there. Now the last one, long stance. You're going to move your front foot again. You're going to go four of your own feet forwards. And it's a nice lunging position. It's really, really important to make sure that your back leg is nice and locked out. And again, your back foot is pointing one or two o'clock. Or in this case, if your left leg is forwards, then your back foot is pointing one or two o'clock. Okay, and now you're gonna bring your back foot up into Chumbi. So you're moving forwards with it. Okay, so let's do the other side. Okay, so pivot on the left foot. So you get that Chumbi position. So you, so you understand the distance of your Chumbi position. Now your right foot goes forwards. Going into short stance. So remember, the heel of the back foot is in line with the, the, front, of the, 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 toe, the front of the toe of the back foot. Okay, and I think I said that right. So let me just say that again. The heel of the front foot is in line with the front of the toe of the back foot. And now you're going to step forwards again into back stance. So right angle here. Okay, make sure that all the weight is on the back leg. And now... We're gonna go into long stance. No, we're not, we're gonna go into sitting stance. And now push all your, push your knees out. Feel that good squat feeling there. And now we're going to pivot the back foot again and go into long stance. Okay, and now remember on this side, it should be 10 or 11 o'clock. Depending on your own flexibility, lock your back leg out as well. And now bring your back foot up to your front foot into Chumbi. And that's it. That is Chumbi, short stance, back stance, sitting stance, and long stance. Five basic stances for you to work on before we even move onto the patterns. Hello and welcome to the Tangun Taekwondo and Martial Arts Academy podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the blocks. Really, really nice and simple, just the blocks. That's all it is. So every single block that we do, every single block has a circular movement. And the reason for that is that pretty much all of the strikes that we have in martial arts, pretty much all of them, there are a few exceptions, but pretty much all of them have got more of a linear move, movement. So they're aiming directly towards you. <clears throat> so the blocks are there to complement what's coming in. So let's think about the low block. The low block is the probably the first block you will ever learn. It starts from your shoulder and you can't really go much further than, than in, front of your, in front of your same side shoulder. So it starts on your opposite side shoulder and finishes in front of your knee, but on, in line with the same side shoulder. Because remember, if you are attempting a block, you are only blocking and protecting yourself. You're not blocking and protecting 
some phantom person to the side of you. So there are a lot of people that over block. So they start from, say low block for example, they start from the opposite side shoulder and then they take it really, really wide and make it look almost like you're carrying a big bag of shopping to the side of you. It's a low block. Little finger starts on your opposite side shoulder and your hand twists naturally so the palm is facing the floor. High block. So here, straight away, I can tell you that if you're gonna start low, you're gonna finish high. If you're gonna start high, you finish low. So high block starts low. And your little finger, there's that thing again, the little finger, you're gonna put that on the opposite side of your body. So it's protecting you and it comes across and up. And there's varying schools of thought as to where exactly your hand goes, but your wrist is on the opposite side of your eyebrow. No, I'll say that again. The wrist is on the opposite eyebrow. It's above the opposite eyebrow. So in Taekwondo terms, the wrist is above the opposite eyebrow. So to recap, the high block starts with the little finger on the opposite side of your belt. You take your arm up, you get the twist. So your thumb should be closest to your head, but the wrist is on the, on the, um, the wrist is in line with the opposite side eyebrow. Okay, so that's low block and high block. So low block starts high, finishes low. High block starts low, finishes high. Now, this is where we need to start thinking about the circles because with low block, the circle is a natural outward moving circle. And if you're, it's basically um, an anti-clockwise movement with your left arm and a clockwise movement with your right arm. No, I'll say that again. It's an anti-clockwise movement with your right arm and a clockwise movement with your left arm. <clears throat> and so thinking about that circle, thinking about that circle, you need to think about what other blocks we can do. So if you bring your, if you do the low block and then carrying it through, like I said, you shouldn't, like you're carrying a bag of shopping, and then you bring your hand up so that it's so, so that your wrist is now in line, horizontally in line with your eye. Now you have the preparation point for inward block. And there's no more circle left to do for inward block. So from here, you just push it inward. So it is a middle block. So you bring your hand up, wrist is approximately eye level and just bring it in as fast and direct as you can. Now, outer block is the final block of the basic four blocks. So your thumb starts on your opposite side belt and you cover everything. You cover your body, your hand covers your face, but it is essentially a middle block. Thumb on your belt, opposite side belt, bring your hand across, protect everything, but then finish with your knuckles, palm facing you by the way, with your knuckles 
in line with your shoulder. And that is also an outward move. So that, that block, the outward block, would follow the same circle as the high block. The inward block follows the same circle as the low block. Make sure both hands twist. Make sure that you're thinking about either throwing a frisbee or throwing a ball. And when you think like that, you're going to be able to deliver more power in all of your techniques. So if you're throwing a ball, you're going to, you're going to uh, pull back with the non-throwing hand just as hard as you are going to throw with the throwing hand. So both hands have got equal power, both arms have got equal power. And that's exactly the same way it should be when you're doing the blocks. I think I've pretty much covered everything that I need to cover there. So, key points. Always make sure your hands twist. Always make sure your hands twist. And generally speaking, if it doesn't feel right, it isn't right. Um, if it starts high, it finishes low. If it starts low, it finishes high. And blocks always move in circles. There's loads more to cover when it comes to blocks. But that is essentially it. So, how do you practice with your blocks? Well, what I would suggest you do is just stand stationary and if you can, find a mirror, practice in front of a mirror and just get the finer movements correct. Once you've got the hang of that, what I would suggest you do then is start thinking about going into stance. So if you've been practicing in front of a mirror, you wouldn't have been thinking too much about what your legs are doing. So go into sitting stance and practice your blocks in sitting stance. Now, when you're in any kind of position of stress, of course your legs are gonna start hurting, but this is part of the training. So sitting stance and then go into moving forwards. So you prepare, here's the thing, you always prepare your block before you move forwards or before you move backwards, before you move. Prepare your block before you step, always, always, always. It's just cleaner. And the reason for that is because you need to make sure that you finish moving your hand and your foot at the same time. Why? Well, because it delivers power. That's a simple answer. It just delivers power. And it also looks a lot cleaner. Feels better, is a lot cleaner, and is just all round tidier. And that, my friends, is the end of the first podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it and I really hope it was informative for you. Um, there'll be more, I'm sure. We'll be talking about Pumse, 
we'll be talking about many, many other things. But think about your blocks. Your blocks is basically your fundamentals. And without your fundamentals, you can't really build a strong, strong uh, cathedral on. So make sure that your fundamentals are strong and start building your fortress. Guys, I'll speak to you all soon. Begjol Burgol. Hello and welcome to the Tangun Taekwondo and Martial Arts Academy podcast. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about the basic stances. Now, there are so many stances we need to consider, so we are actually only going to talk about the basic stances. Traditionally, the stances used to be quite deep. Um, the back stance was very, very long. The long stance was very, very long as well. But over time, uh, Taekwondo has progressed to a point where we've considered that actually it's more practical to keep our stances not short so much, but shorter than the traditional long stance, for example, or the traditional back stance even. And so what we've done now is we've kind of merged the Pumse versions of, um, of stances into the Karugi, the, the fighting versions of stances, and also integrated those versions of stances into the self-defense aspect too. So if, like us, your club is uh, self-defense orientated as well, and we're quite heavy on self-defense too, then we also include the, the stances that we, that we have in the Pumse and that we also have in, in sparring too. So um, the basic stances um, from traditional, they used to be very wide or very long. And that was just to make sure that your balance was spot on, really. And also just to make sure that your legs were getting a good workout. And there was just so many other things as well. You, they were working your legs, getting the flexibility that you needed in your legs. And it was all about working core. But now we work our core in other ways. And we now have shortened our stances to make everything more applicable. So if you stand with your feet just underneath your shoulders and pivot one foot so that you're on tiptoe of the one foot, so both your feet are flat first of all, and then you tiptoe on one foot, okay? And now all you do is pivot on the ball of your foot so that your heel now touches your big toe on the other foot. It doesn't matter which foot you're using, just as long as you're doing that. If, if your heel is touching the big toe of the other foot, then that is the, the correct distance for our ready position, our chumbi position. Okay, and all of the stances that we have, with maybe a few exceptions, um, are no wider than this position. So, from this position, if you just take a short step forwards, and this is our short stance, so your heel, if there was a line in front of the toe of your back foot, your heel would be roughly, not exactly, but roughly 
in line with that line that's on the on the front of the on the, on the front of the big toe, the opposite foot. Okay, so now we're going to take. So every every step that we take is another of your own feet away from the back foot. So short stance is one foot. And now we're going to go into back stance. So we, we take the front foot, another of your own feet further forwards. And now, obviously, because it's back stance, we need to pivot the back foot so it's pointing outwards. The toes are pointing outwards. And there's a lot of uh, varying thought on how much weight should be on the back foot in back stance, and on the back leg in back stance. But for me, I think just generally think all of the weight should be on the back leg and bend both legs and push your knees out. It should be uncomfortable, and that's the whole point of it. And that's your back stance. And then from here, now, so that's, now you've taken two steps forwards with your front foot, you're gonna take another step forwards, okay? And you're going to keep that back foot pivoted out still, and now you're gonna pivot on the heel really unorthodox to pivot on the heel. We're gonna do that, so we're gonna pivot on the heel, so both feet are pointing forwards. Well, not forwards, but in the direction of the back foot. It feels like forwards, because your body has no other, um, no other place to go. So now we're in horse stance. Horse stance, so now this is a good, strong, solid stance. Horse stance typically used to be so much wider and deeper than this, but now, it's more like the shape of a house between your legs. So if you think of the shape of a regular house between your legs, then you pretty much got it. If you're not feeling um, stress or tension in your thighs, you haven't got it. You need to go a little bit deeper and push your knees out. Your knees should be directly above your ankles for it to work. So knees directly above your ankles, feet pointing directly in the in, 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 in directly to the point you're, you're facing. And that's pretty much it. Used to be called sitting, it used to be called horse riding stance. This is sitting stance, jump chum so it used to be called horse riding stance for obvious reasons. But that's when it was lower. So we don't, we don't, we don't do that anymore. Anyway, so from sitting stance, we're going to pivot our back foot into the, the original direction that we were traveling and our foot goes one further foot forwards. And now we're in long stance. And you should be able to feel in long stance, it's basically a lunge. Your back leg is locked out nice and straight. You should be able to feel your calf on the back leg stretching and your back foot should be pointing forwards. Your front foot should also be pointing forwards now, there's a few um, schools of thought on the back stance, but for, for Taekwondo, in this position, what you really need to consider is, if you think about standing on the face of a clock, if you're in long stance, you're depending on which foot is pointing, which foot is forwards, your back foot should either be at one or two o'clock or 10 or 11 o'clock. So as far forwards as you can possibly get it. So those are our, are our stances, our basic stances. So let's cover that again. So we go chumbi position. Just make sure you pivot one foot. 
So your heel touches the big toe of the other foot and then go back to your original position. Okay, now let's take the left foot for example. So the left foot goes further, goes forwards one step. So your heel is in line with the front of the toe of the back foot. And now we're going to take another step forwards. This is back stance, so pivot the back foot and all the weight should be on your back leg. So here should be a perfect right angle shaped with your feet. And now, now we're gonna go into sitting stance again. And now the front foot points in the direction of the back foot. Push your knees out, your knees should be above your ankles and there should be a good feeling, a squat feeling, it's a good feeling right there. Now the last one, long stance. You're gonna move your front foot again. You're gonna go four of your own feet forwards. And it's a nice lunging position. It's really, really important to make sure that your back leg is nice and locked out. And again, your back foot is pointing one or two o'clock. Or in this case, if your left leg is forwards, then your back foot is pointing one or two o'clock. Okay, and now you're gonna bring your back foot up into Chumbi. So you're moving forwards with it. Okay, so let's do the other side. Okay, so pivot on the left foot, so you get that chumbi position, so you, so you understand the distance of your chumbi position. Now your right foot goes forwards, going into short stance. So remember, the heel of the back foot is in line with the, the, front, of the, 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 toe, the front of the toe of the back foot. Okay, and I think I said that right, so let me just say that again. The heel of the front foot is in line with the front of the toe of the back foot. And now you're going to step forwards again into back stance, so right angle here, okay? Make sure that all the weight is on the back leg. And now we're gonna go into long stance. No, we're not, we're gonna go into sitting stance. And now push all your, push your knees out, feel that good squat feeling there. And now we're going to pivot the back foot again and go into long stance, okay? And now, remember, on this side, it should be 10 or 11 o'clock. Depending on your own flexibility, lock your back leg out as well. And now bring your back foot up to your front foot into Chumbi. And that's it. That is Chumbi, short stance, back stance, sitting stance, and long stance. Five basic stances for you to work on before we even move onto the patterns.